0: Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so, whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. For the first time ever, we have a podcast just for you group leaders, the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast, and this is episode one. My name is Vic Green. I'm the new discipleship group's pastor. I've been here for a whopping three weeks, and somehow they're trusting me to get on the air and talk to you and record this for everyone to see. So. I guess see not see, here, you know, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be able to watch it, Vic. But.
0: Well, I've always been told that I have a face for radio. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but so I've been told. So have you hear, the other voice on the mic is Mike Anthony, our Life Groups pastor. Get, you can give him a hello. Hello. Hello, there you go. <laughs> All right,
1: that was weak. I'm sorry. Yeah, super excited to be doing this uh, podcast with Vic as we're trying to help equip Uh, You as a life group and or a D group leader, we want to be able to put information in your hands uh, at a convenient time when you're able to access it. So everybody has a car ride to work or they're running on the weekend or taking walks through the neighborhood. We want to make sure all these episodes are about 15 to 20 minutes long so that way you can access the information at a time that um, you're not repurposing time to do this, you're actually doing it at a time when you're already having the time to do it on the car ride or the walk or the run or mm. whatever that is. So that's as kind of the idea. somebody with
0: two kids, I really appreciate that idea. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess it's one with another on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sure feels like it. But we really are. We're excited about this podcast, as uh, Mike was saying. And it's going to be great because we're going to talk life group and D groups. So much of what we need to be better leaders in those overlap. And really, as Mike and I talk, uh, we are both equally passionate about the other person's job. Absolutely, um, I, I don't know if Chris knew that, but I may like Life Groups better than I like D Groups. <laughs> like, and I love D Groups, you know. Well, I think that's why I like you so much. That's right. There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah, I mean, D Groups has been—it's changed both uh, the church that we were previously. We were there for ten years, and D Groups really changed the game for yeah. our people. But I think more personally, for Sophie and I, D Groups changed how we talked about the Bible in the whole. We yep. now can picture what it looks like to do it with Barrett. I mean, it changed the game yep. for me and, and for Sophie personally. And it has made us both better just followers of Christ, but also better disciple makers.
1: Well, and I can say the same thing about me and my wife Jessica too. It's the same thing where, you know, the when we're talking about a life group, we're talking about a D group. The environments, um, they almost have this symbiotic relationship to where they feed off of each other. So, you know, when we started discipling, it changed our life group experience yeah. for the better and, you know, vice versa. So I think that's what we're trying to talk about in this first, you know, our inaugural inaugural episode. I don't think I'm saying <laughs> our first episode. We'll just go with that. That's good. That's good. Um, is, you know, how do they fit together
0: yeah right that's, that's good yeah how does it all fit together because that's the question we usually have there and uh and i like the way that you said this these first couple of episodes are kind of like the introduction of a book yep right so give that explanation because that was really good so these first couple <laughs> episodes of this disciple making podcast what would you what would you encourage our group leaders
1: so this is like the introduction to the book that you normally skip but you can't skip this, all right? You have to get this. You know, we skip, we normally, if you're me anyway, a lot of times I like to just rush right into chapter one start reading the book, yeah, that's right? right? But the introduction to the book is what tells you what the book is going to be about, that you, know, you can't skip the introduction. Right. So these first few episodes, we're trying to lay a foundation uh, for what we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to do through Life Group and D Group. And then we're gonna jump in after that into some very practical application tips, tool belt stuff that you can put into your tool belt and be a more effective and um, equipped leader.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I love that introductions uh, idea. And so let's jump into that, though, as we um, hit this first topic of why do we need both groups? Why do we need both life groups and D groups? And so just kind of kick us off, Mike, how are life groups and D groups similar? And then how are they different?
1: Well, so that's a great question. There are a lot of similarities, just like there are a lot of differences with anything. So similar, you know, the life group and the D group, we, you know, our tagline is kind of life change happens best in circles, not rows. So in the life group environment, in the D group environment, we're we're talking about circles. One's bigger than the other, one's smaller than the other, but it's still circles, right? So you're living in relationship community, but with a biblical purpose behind it. So it's biblical community, which is how we grow in our faith. They're different in the sense that, uh, you know, the life group is open, so the life group needs to be a place where anybody is welcome. We're constantly inviting people in and sending people out. Where the D group is closed, so it's a smaller environment. We're talking about three to five men or three to five women, so they're gender specific. I mentioned the life group is a little bit bigger, so we're generally taking we're typically talking about 12 to 20 people. Uh, It's mixed gender. So it's typically going to be families or Mm. family oriented uh, versus the D group that is going to be three to five people. And ideally those three to five people are coming out of your life group because you're investing in people you're already trying to invest in, in the life group environment. The life group is made up of new believers, mature believers or non-believers. It's a play again. It's that first step is belonging. It's anybody, Who is interested in encountering Christ in His Word? The life group is that environment, that kind of entry level environment to bring them into. Right. uh, Whereas the D group is going to be believers only. So, Vic, just from your experience, because you were doing life group and D group at your previous church, right? You know, how do these groups complement one another?
0: Yeah, I think it's such a a good question because it, I think immediately when we hear this we say man I don't know if I have time for both of those yeah um, yeah. have you ever gotten that question Mike? Well, and I
1: understand but, it
0: absolutely
1: uh, but I think it Your perspective shifts a little bit when you understand it a little better.
0: Right, right. And I think that's really, if I'm going to give up that much time in my schedule, I need to know why we're doing this. I need to see the importance of it. First is, what is God going to do in you through both of these groups? That's good. In the life groups, it's going to be for you personally in your life, it's going to be a steady biblical community. It's something that you can do as a family. Um, And man, for, for Sophie and I, this was so important. I can't imagine what we would have done without our life group they were there in a steady presence in our first years of marriage. They were there whenever we first had Barrett. They brought us food for I don't know how many months. Mm-hmm. They moved us out of our uh, out of one home and moved us into a new home and <laughs> unpacked our boxes all in two and a half hours. It was unbelievable.
1: It's worth it just for getting help moving.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're not even talking about Jesus stuff yet. no. And then you talk about just the perspectives that people bring and I mean, I've been shaped so much by the, the communities that I've been in. Yeah. Um, I'm a better person because I was in a group with the, you know those people throughout my life and so it is such a good place for me and my wife and for Barrett, you know, it's modeling Christian community. I, for the first 18 years of my life, never knew what a small group was. Never saw it modeled. Me too. Didn't I, I thought it was go to church on Sunday. That's it. Absolutely. That was the win, right? Right. Can Show you, up. That's right. <laughs> Can you imagine what my life would have looked like? Can you imagine the perspective I would have had of following Jesus if I had seen that modeled from an early age? I 100% agree with what you're saying. My experience with, you know,
1: community groups, small group, you know, we call them life groups here, but yeah. uh, is almost identical. So I had no idea what it was growing up. Yep. Um, and then when I got introduced to it, I wanted nothing to do with it. Right. It sounded crazy. You know, I'm going to go to somebody's house and I'm yeah. going to, you know, talk about the Bible and my feelings and transparency yep. and all that stuff. As a man, I was like, absolutely not. That sounds crazy. Right. But you know, radically changed um, our life, our kids' lives, to where. You know, for our two youngest, Claire and Millie, you know, it's their favorite night of the week. They're asking us constantly, is it Life Group
0: tonight? I love
1: that. I want our Life Group friends to come over.
0: I love that. Yeah. You know, again, here we are spending all this time on Life Groups, and I'm the D Groups pastor. (laughs) We'll get there, Vic. We'll get there. (laughs) So, on the, but, you know, with that community, let's say you have 10, 12 people, kids are running in and out of it, it, interrupting the time, or maybe you're a bigger group without kids, 20 uh, people. You can only get so deep. And right. so that's where D Group allows you to get that accountability, um, and really helps you uh, grow in your disciplines and in your and grow in your faith. And it gives you a place to be able to make disciples, to sure. invest in other people think that both of those in my life are crucial and when you only have one I think what happens is what was designed in the group that you don't have becomes what you desire of the group that you are in Oh, that's you so know good. yeah like what you what what you're missing from one of those elements you're gonna then try to bring that into the other and what happens is you're either gonna be disgruntled by what you don't have in one of those groups or you're gonna repurpose it and it's gonna lose its effectiveness and what it was originally designed to do and so in our life, having both of those is so important. If I only have life group, I'm going to want longer, deeper discussion. If I'm only in D group, I'm going to want a place of community, of friendships. And when it comes to multiplying, I'm going to say, no, I'm out. Yep. And, that's yep. big, and And that's where I'm either going to be frustrated with the model and give up on it, or I'm going to change the model and it's going to lose its effectiveness because it's not working in tandem with what we're doing across the church. That's good. And so that's what, it, what the two groups do in me. The other side of it is what is God doing through you in those groups? A life group becomes this evangelistic, inviting place for you to bring non-believers in. A D group becomes a discipleship place for you to invest in believers. And so life group is really where I get a lot of like, the people I meet at the grocery store, the people I meet at Barrett's Kids Activities, like that, I'm invited to life group. If I don't have life group, I've got to create a whole nother time in my schedule to make time to like bring people into my life. But when it's life group, and and, and people know new people are coming, and then D groups, if I don't have that, I, I struggle to find a place to invest in people who are hungry to grow, that are young in their faith. And so what I realized is when I'm out of one of, the, of each of these groups, I'm going to miss part of that disciple-making process, whether it be the evangelistic side or the discipleship side. If I'm not having both those in my life, I struggle to do that. Um, and so what I would do, a final illustration that I would kind of give for this, and it, and it goes for our church and it's going to go for your life, is I think of kind of two ditches. Ultimately, if all we do as a church are life groups, If all we do is there, what's going to happen is we're going to bring new people in, non-believers in, but they're going to struggle to go deep. What's going to happen is we'll have a church that's a mile wide and an inch deep. But the other side of the ditch is if we only do D groups, we're going to only have places that mature believers can stick. Yep. Can you imagine? Think about your neighbor across the street who doesn't know Jesus. They're seeking, yeah. and you say, "Hey, I want you to meet together with me with three other people. We're going to sign a covenant. Yeah, yeah that's not what's t- a covenant. A, yeah, what's a covenant? Yeah. Um, and we're going to share our disciplines. We're going to share our life. We're going to air all our dirty laundry. You're new to this Christian thing, so your laundry is going to be worse than everybody else's. Yep. But we expect you to open up about it. Oh, we're going to memorize Scripture, and you don't know anything. You don't know anything." Yeah. Welcome to
1: the deep end.
0: Yes, welcome to the (laughs) deep end. That's throwing a toddler into the deep end. And so what happens if all you have is a D group, you're going to be an inch wide and a mile deep. And so these are, you're only going to have mature believers and you're only going to attract mature believers. You're not going to seek and save the lost, those that are struggling. These two ditches, what we realize is in my life group when we didn't have D group, we would invite a ton and we'd bring in people and then we'd feel guilty because they all want to grow and so then we're like okay well let's do accountability well no new person wants to come to accountability night at your life group <laughs> that's no an awkward, new, night, that is show an awkward up. Yeah. night you know and so then we're all then we come to the next training and we're all we're way too insider focused we need to get outside our focus yeah. and we swerve from one ditch to the other and it's the same if we only do one of those we are going to usually swerve to either being overly evangelistic with a lack of discipleship, mm-hmm. a mile wide, inch deep, or the other side of it, a mile deep, an inch wide, where all we're doing is focusing on maturing our believers but don't have places for them to invite the lost people into their life. Yeah, I love it. And so that's, that's to me kind of what I think the two ditches, why we need both. God's going to do something in you, and He's going to do something through you. And those are really, those two groups help foster that. But with all of our episodes we are we want to get practical in nature we don't want to just talk about theory here we don't want to just talk about concepts or strategy how does this impact your life today as a group leader we said we're going to do 15 to 20 minutes well this is our introduction we're probably we're going to try to hit 20 minutes but give us grace it might
1: go a little bit over in the first one in the first one maybe the second third one but after that Right, definitely locking it down.
0: That's right. We're gonna we're yep. we're gonna hit that range, and so. But I do this this last question is so important because it it gets this to be practical. I don't know if you've ever heard this, Mike. All right, lay it on me. Question for you: What if I don't have time for both groups? Man, I've never heard that one single never? time. Never? <laughs> wow, You're No, it, a- obviously <laughs> we hear it
1: all the time, and it. You know, it's. I think it's a legitimate concern because when. You know, at first glance, you know, if you're looking at it on a paper or however you're hearing about it, you know, you think, okay, well, you know, when we're talking about our discipleship pathways, know God, find community, make disciples, and change the world, right? Yep. So in our minds, when we're thinking in a linear function, that's how we think linear. So, okay, I've got to come to church on Sunday. I've got to be in a life group during yeah. the week. And then I've got to be in a D group also during the week. And then they also have to serve locally and globally. And we make this list in our heads, right? And we have this tendency, I do it all the time, to, it builds up into my mind is this right. insurmountable, you know, I'm looking at Everest and think I'm never going to get up there. Yeah. It's impossible. So I'm going to have to choose one or two and then just, that's going to have to be good enough. Right. Um, but what we've, what we've come to kind of understand is it sounds like a lot when you're first looking at it, but when you really think about it, if you boil it down to I come to service on Sunday, and I do my daily quiet time. So you hear journal. Yeah. All those, all these things that we're talking about in the D group. If I do those two things, it's preparing me for every environment. That's right. It's it really, really boils down to those two things. Um, now there are you know there's times of the week. So do I you know the time to fit in for the life group, the time to fit in for the D group. But everybody that I've talked to that had that issue, yeah. and it's a common one. It is. When they have actually taken the step, it's like, okay, I'm going to do it because I know it's important. Because, again, the reality is, too, is we make time for what's important to us. Yeah. So um, I like to watch The Office on Netflix, and if I'm not careful, I look at the clock, and a couple hours have gone <laughs> by, and I've watched a lot of The Office, and then I think, well, I don't have time to do X, Y, and Z It was like, well, I had time to watch The Office. I had time to do those things. To get
0: Mike into my D group this year, I told him we would watch an <laughs> Office episode every time we met. It's the only way I could get him in. <laughs> I,
1: I do love The Office, but um, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> the, I think the, the important thing is we want something for you, not from you. So this is not like a list of things. Here's your checklist of how yeah. to be a faithful follower of Christ it's something that is going to benefit you not cost you. Yeah. So it's going to yes, it's going to cost you time, it's going to cost you these things, but the benefits that mm. um in your spiritual growth, in your family's life, in relationships that you're going to build in these connections. Yeah. Uh the benefits are far going to outweigh any kind of cost, right. To where these are this isn't this isn't going to work every day. Yeah. Right? And sometimes work can be draining. Yeah. It's not life giving. These, right. we're talking about the life group environment, uh, the D group environment, these are life giving environments that are going to help you grow spiritually. Yeah. It's going to improve your relationship. It's, you know, as you are diving in, it is going to help
0: you be a disciple yeah. that makes disciples. And I love, the, like you said, if you attend church service and then you have a daily devotion, you have prepared yourself for the life group and the D group. Um, You know, another way that you look at it is like, especially in the D group, our curriculum is the word of God and our prep time is our personal devotion. And so if you don't have a daily devotional life, the best thing I can give you is an accountability in a D group setting to get to grow in that because that's going to create space for the Holy Spirit to work in your life. And it's going to, like you said, the benefit will be greater follower of Christ, a better husband, a better father. Like, the benefits far outweigh the time that you'll give. And I love that, you know, again, you said we we don't want something from you, but something for you. Yep. You know, and I think that's, this conversation, this this question, and, and when I have this conversation with people, is like, I don't want it to be one that is surrounded around guilt, shame, or people-pleasing. Like, you're a better person or, or, or a worse person because you go to these groups because the truth of the matter is there are certain uh, seasons of life where yeah doing both may not be uh, may not be an option you may be your work may have you traveling something crazy or I know single moms that can be really difficult um, there's you know there's plenty of things not available at night whatever that may be and some of those are very valid Mm -hmm. I think what I always want to encourage people to is Make sure that your expectation matches the experience, which you were saying so well there. Like, hey, D groups isn't gonna just be adding something on. It's just gonna give you an accountability to the stuff that you should already be doing personally. And then what I wanna always remind them is, hey, it's about the function, not the form. And so if you think about the pathway, find community, that's what we're really trying to do. We're creating an environment like Life Groups to do that. We want you to make disciples. dGroups is the form in which we help you do that. And so when people say, I can't do a d-group or I can't do a community group, what I say is, look, what's important is that you have biblical community, that you're sharing your faith with the lost, and that you're investing in other believers. So I'll give them three questions to think through. And I just say, where in your life do you have healthy biblical community? Where in your life are you inviting non-believers into it to hear and experience the gospel? And then lastly, where in your life are you investing in believers?
1: And those are good. That's super helpful because, you know, as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking guilt should be the last thing that motivates you to do this. Yeah. You know, this is not something that you should feel guilted into doing. That's right. Right, This is something that, again, we're, so we're talking about something that's life-giving, not life-draining. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, these three questions, you know, if you can answer those questions in the positive or the affirmative, All right then awesome. Keep it up. Yeah. But if you're, if
0: something is lacking in those areas, this is where you do it. Yeah. Well, and again, if it's a negative to there, hey, that's something you need to take up with God (laughs) because that's something that God's told you to have healthy biblical community to evangelize, to disciple, you know, get in a life group and get in a D group. That's something that our staff's asking you to do. But ultimately, that's because we think it's going to usher the greater end, which are biblical community, evangelism, discipleship. Those are things you got to take up with God if you're looking at your life and say, no, no, I don't have time for it. That, I'll let that be your conversation with God. And so that's where, it, when I approach that question, again, it's something we want for you, not from you. We want you to understand, it's, I like what you said, life-giving, not life-draining. I want to make sure that your expectation matches the experience. And then I want you to focus on the function, like the end in mind, not necessarily the vehicle in which we've designed for you to get there. The biblical community, evangelism, discipleship, where is it in your life? Yeah. So it. that's a lot. But what we want to go ahead and do is give you a peek into where we're going next. And so for the next couple of episodes, the introduction chapter continues, but it is going to be very practical <laughs> in nature. So the next one, we're going to talk about life groups. We're going to, how can you have a healthy life group? Um, what does that look like? And what are practical things that we can do to foster that um, and create a healthy life group? The second is how to have a healthy D group. And then after that, we go into the frequently asked questions, the ones that everyone asks us. So <laughs> child care, what do I do yes. when my person doesn't come to D group? Like Nobody wants to talk. No you know, one wants to talk. All that t- stuff.
1: <laughs> and you know, a lot of the stuff too, you know, there's so much crossover to them, we're running into a lot of the same issues that leaders are running into, whether it's a life group a D group or both. That's right. The issues are, there's a lot of crossover, so it's yeah. going to be good.
0: It's going to be good. So as we finish, if you haven't already subscribe to this podcast so that you can get it um, as they come out every week. and you you can continue to get these practical tips to help you make disciples that make disciples. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week. You can continue to get these practical tips to help you make disciples that make disciples. We hope you have a great week.